if you ever find yourself halfway through a turn on the forehand, whether purposefully or not, that maybe is not going exactly to plan. So maybe you were out in the trail or on the hack and there was a gate and you'd heard about this nifty little maneuver that you'd be able to do with your horse to open the gate and well, in the end, you actually ended up dismounting. Or perhaps you had heard your instructor or your trainer talk about turning the forehand, you tried it and well, things did not go exactly as they had made it sound. Well, either way guys, this week we are going to be really going down and in detail on the turn on the forehand. Hi, my name is Lorna and I'd like to welcome you to the Daily Strides podcast where we create these lovely audio horse riding lessons that you can listen to from the back of your horse and, well, get some clarity on those more difficult parts of horse riding. Now, I say difficult parts, but in actual fact, one person's difficult can look entirely different than another person's difficult. So what we try and do is we break down every single week a different topic regarding horse riding telling you step by step what it is, how you can do it, and more importantly, where things happen to go wrong for a lot of riders and how you can try and avoid those little pitfalls every now and then. And in actual fact, I have an upcoming training, a webinar on cantering, all about cantering because, well, anybody who's been here for any length of time will know that I do love cantering and I do believe that it is the best thing to do on the back of a horse. However, for many riders, well, it can just be downright scary. So we're going to be talking about the ins and the outs of cantering, how to get into it, how to get out of it, how to adjust things while you're in there, move with your horse while you're in there. And I would love you to join us on that. It's absolutely free. You can pop over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash webinar and you can join up for it there. So guys, back to the turn on the forehand. And you know, the turn on the forehand for Manny, it is the very first introduction that both the rider and the horse will have to lateral movement. So before even leg yielding is brought into the picture, many riders will come across a turn on the forehand first. And it's a brilliant movement to actually begin, I suppose, to get your horse to, used to the concept of yielding, which of course later will become a leg yield or that, but yielding to your leg. Now, it requires a lot of discipline, it requires balance, and it requires coordination from your horse. But what's great about turn on the forehand is it also requires those exact same things from the rider. So the rider must have discipline, they must have a balanced seat, and they must be able to coordinate the aids as well. But the downside of the turn on the forehand, and what is so, so unfortunate about it, is that because it's seen as an entry-level movement, a lot of riders don't really spend enough time trying to master this, and they kind of want to move on to more exciting things. So they're happy with a real half-baked turn on the forehand. They think, ah, you know, my horse moved a little bit, sure. There we go, we're great. And then they go on to maybe more fun and exciting and complex things. The other thing is that because it has been ridden badly for so long by so many riders, a lot of instructors and trainers actually no longer teach it. They don't use the tool when they're training riders and horses. And this is a real pity because because the just merely because the turn on the forehand is the very first step on the ladder of lateral movement, surely that means that it should be one that we really, really spend time in mastering the principles. And not only that, that we really explain to our horses why we're asking them to do this, how they should do it properly and how they remain balanced throughout it. And also because it is the very, well, the very first step, surely that should dictate that 
asking for it correctly and being able to ride it correctly should be of a much greater importance because you are using it as a stepping stone to build on with your other lateral movements with your horse. So what a lot of riders seem to struggle with turning the forehand, there's a lack of an understanding about how to set it up, the aids to actually ask for it, and also, well, really what the horse should be doing when they're performing the movement. So let's go back to basics with this. Let's talk about what the actual turn on the forehand is. And well, the bog standard, a very simple explanation is that the horse's front legs will remain stationary while the back legs will turn in an arc around the front legs, okay? So you'll have the front legs basically staying where they are or very close to where they are, very close to where they started for the duration of the entire movement and the back legs will move almost in a semicircle or a half circle around the front legs um, while the horse is doing it. Now, if you could picture the face of a clock and imagine that the front legs would be where the arms of the clock would uh, join the clock so it's right there in the center of the face of the clock and then imagine the back legs as being out where the number parts of the clock is simple kind of visual explanation is that if you could imagine the back legs were standing at nine o'clock the front legs of course are right there in the middle of the clock a turn of the forehand means that you would move the back legs to 12 o'clock or to 3 o'clock while the front legs would remain at the center of the clock all the way throughout it, okay? But this is also what brings in the confusion. A lot of people think that the front legs must remain stationary and I don't know how they really expect this to happen because what actually has to happen is the horse needs to move around the front legs, but he also mustn't twist or turn or bend. He should, his back should remain straight. Yes, there's going to be a slight flexion to the inside, and I'm going to talk about the inside and outside just now, but there will be a slight flexion to the inside. However, he also has to step with all four feet, otherwise you get this twisting of the front legs. And the sequence should be as he would walk. So when he walks, you'll have the one back leg followed by that front leg, the other back leg followed by the other front leg. That is the sequence of kind of footfalls that would happen. And we want those same kind of sequence, we want that to happen in and throughout the movement of the turn on the forehand. But <laughs> the front legs are really only, they're kind of marching. They're like keeping time with the rest with the back legs and just making sure that every time they step up it is merely just to realign themselves with the new position of the body from the back legs crossing over. So what do I mean about the back legs crossing over? Well when the horse is doing the turn of the forehand the inside back leg will cross over in front of the outside back leg and that is where you get this movement across okay. So that's where we also get this lateral movement being picked up. So the inside back leg it's crossing over in front of the outside back leg. Of course then the inside front leg must change its kind of position a little bit to make sure it's in alignment because now the back will have turned a little bit or shifted a little bit and um, then you'll have the outside back leg will move over a little bit and then f following that you'll have the outside front leg will uh, turn its position or change its position to keep it in alignment with the rest of the body. Now the insides and the outsides and this will dictate the direction of the turn of the forehand and this is where people often get very confused. So when you are told to ride a turn on the forehand to the left. This can be confusing for many people because when you're doing a turn on the forehand to the left, the horse's hind quarters are actually going to move to the right, okay? But an easy way to remember this and to kind of get it kind of sorted out in your head is to think, okay, which leg is my horse going to move away from? 
okay? And that is your inside. So you want a little bit of flexion then to the inside, that side. And remember, the flexion is only through the pole. You do want to keep the back straight. You want to keep your horse. There should be no curve or bend in the back as he's performing the movement. The flexion will be just at the poles a little bit. It's a very slight flexion. A little bit of a, whoop, we're going this way, buddy. And then you're going to use your inside leg, which if we were doing a turn on the forehand to the left, would be our left leg. And our horse then using that, we would ask our horse to move over. Now, I said a lot of it comes down to this discipline of setting things up correctly. And well, just like everything in horse riding, it does all come down to setting things up correctly, doesn't it? So you want to first and foremost start from a square halt, okay? And you want to end in a pretty square halt, okay? Now, and that is what also gets a lot of people with turn on the forehand. They think, hold on now, I'm trying to teach my horse to move forward. And kind of forwardness is, well, really the foundation in anything with horse riding. And am not I, by doing turn on the forehand, actually maybe keeping my horse still and I'm going to lose that sense of forwardness? And yes, in if you think of it that way, that is correct. However, you're not actually losing forwardness because remember I said that your horse has to keep this walking. There has to be this activity throughout the movement and that is where you're engaging the forwardness. And not only that, a turn on the forehand is a really good exercise to begin telling your, showing your horse this, what is going to be an established relationship soon between your inside leg and your outside rein, okay? Because every time you use your inside leg, he will learn, okay, that means I must now do something with my inside back leg and then he is going to step that across and then your outside rein is going to gather that and it's going to contain that energy. And it's going to say, okay, that's stepping enough. Let's straighten things up. Let's gather that there. You can put it down there, super. And by doing that, you're all the time building on that, I suppose that relationship and not only that, the direct correlation between your inside leg and the outside rein and how it engages with the horse's inside back leg at the same time which is really really important so you do have to have a certain amount of activity you do have to have you do have to keep your horse moving forward in the sense of the word but also in your preparation you want your horse kind of stepping into that nice halt he must really step up under himself he must kind of close off everything have the halt nice and square and then also when you finish your turn on the forehand you want him stepping out of it with a lot of activity now if your horse is um, maybe schooled enough or developed enough you could step out of it into trot if not you could just step out of it into a nice active walk but either way that your horse gets the picture that as soon as the turn of the forehand is finished he must then walk on now I said at the very very beginning that it tests this balance and it does and a lot of the time when things go wrong with the turn on the forehand it's because things have gone wrong with the rider and it is so tempting to drop your inside shoulder and you always make that that side of your body on the inside a little bit shorter because you're trying to kind of push your horse across. But all this does is actually shifts your weight to the outside, okay? And what your horse is going to do, he's going to start shifting his weight around, trying to balance the both of you because, well, otherwise you might just fall over. So you have to, as the rider, your responsibility is really, really in making sure that you're sitting up through your body, you're remaining balanced. Yes, you want to weight your inside seat bone a little bit more. You'll use your inside leg to ask him to move over. But by sitting up through your body, you are making sure that when he does indeed make that sideways movement, when he moves over, when he yields to your leg, your inside leg, 
your body is perfectly positioned to follow him without in any way disturbing or taking away detracting from that movement in any way and then once he's taken the step and he's finished kind of the let's say the stride so he's finished the four footfalls he is then ready he's perfectly positioned and perfectly primed to take the next step across really really important and your responsibility as the rider guys i'm going to leave it at that for this week i would love for you to join us um for all this week's lessons we are going to be going step by step through it we're actually going to be starting off tomorrow with some groundwork because I personally think that the first key to teaching your horse to yield to pressure is uh, it should be done on the ground, it should be started um, in the stable and later you could even bring your horse into the arena but stay on the ground with them and, and explain the concept to them. So we are going to be going through that tomorrow on uh, Wednesday, we're actually, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday we're going to be doing some turn on the forehand itself. So if you want to join us you can pop over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash join if you join, well, you get this week's lessons, but you also get all the lessons. There are over 500 audio horse riding lessons in there waiting for you. Have a really awesome day. Remember to join the webinar, eh? Really want you there. And it's going to be so much fun. I'm so excited about this. I think it's going to be fantastic. So uh, go over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash webinar. Have a great one and I'll chat to you soon. Bye.